Imagine a conscious contact with God so strong that no matter what you are doing or not doing, that no matter what your kids are up to or not up to, and that whether you've got the person of your dreams or they're just not cooperating, that you are happy, content, and at peace. A space where everyone else's thoughts, attitudes, and actions are beautiful and exactly as they are supposed to be. Well, this is the space where I like to play. My name is Misha Z, and this is today's Bitch Slap. Join me as I shed light on the thoughts, actions, and attitudes that are causing you pain, and we train our minds to go to the capital S inner self, the joy that is waiting for us, the God within. Um, that's a great way to start an episode, isn't it? Um, uh, our judgments towards ourselves, people, places, and things. Ooh, as I look at myself on Zoom, I've put my hair into my first ponytail-ish. So not necessarily a man bun, but I had to kind of go high on the back of my head with the tie or whatever you call the darn thing because the front of my hair is not quite long enough to get all of it into a ponytail. But I do have a ponytail-ish. So... I'm so excited to one day have a ponytail. And I can tell you, I think it stems from when I was in kindergarten. This is one of my the favorite things that I used to love that my mother would tell me. She would tell me how I loved, and it was either my kindergarten or my first grade teacher, one of those early teachers of mine, and he had a ponytail. And so this was mid-70s. Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which was a not only cows, cowboys, ranchers, things like that. So legit cowboy town, especially in the 70s. Like that's a lot of what was happening in Jackson, Wyoming. Ski area had just started in the mid 60s. And so you had a lot of what we would call hippie. I would say it was a hippie outpost. I would say yes, sort of a hippie outpost. So you've got your cowboys there, your rednecks, even if you wanted to say that. That was a term we loved to throw around, redneck. Um, but then we also had the hippies. So that was the other term, one of the other terms that was thrown around. So a hippie outpost. Um so definitely lots of bean sprouts. What do you call them? Uh, Birkenstocks back in the day before Birkenstocks were more ubiquitous. If you wore Birkenstocks in Wyoming in the mid 70s, 80s, I guess, you were definitely leaning towards hippie. So my father was sort of an amalgamation of that mountain man lawyer, hippie, who embraced some redneck ideals, but would never claim to be a redneck, who embraced many of the hippie ideals, but never would claim to be a hippie, definitely liked his hunting and fishing. My father was a character. He was a good man, taught me a lot. 
I had a funny thought. I'm going to tell you one funny thing about my father, and then I'm going to go on to my mother, and then I'm going to go on to the point of this whole thing. So my father, when he passed away, I don't often talk about this, but and the part that I don't often talk about is that when he died, I inherited his Wyoming property. My brother and I did, and so uh, we got to sell the property, and by sheer luck, it was worth a little bit of money. Nothing crazy, but some money. So we inherited some money. And so one of the funny things about that is my father could definitely be a prick. And when I did his eulogy at, uh, it was so awesome. <laughs> the night before his eulogy, you know, I'm writing all this stuff and all these great things about Sandy Z. That's how everybody knew him about Sandy Z. And, uh, just writing these great tales and he was loved and did so much for his community, a, a lot of great things. And of course at the eulogies, you know, we, 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 we shine the spotlight of all, all the good, a life well lived Sandy Z a life well lived. That was the theme of the, of it. And it was well attended and whatever that means, you know, there's a bunch of people there and pictures and, People flew in from other parts of the country and told stories. And so, you know, I would I would go up at the podium, eulogize for my father, tell beautiful stories, say great things. And then people would come up and tell stories. And then, or I think I, what I was doing was in between each person that spoke, I would say something lovely and poignant about my father and so towards the end, <laughs> the end of this whole thing, <laughs> I was like, let us not forget that my father can be kind of a prick. <laughs> and it was such a beautiful moment about humanity. People were roaring. And I did it. I just, it was, it was not, I didn't, didn't do it as a means of trying to get laughter and all this stuff, but it was such a beautiful, sweet moment. People... <laughs> All of a sudden, everybody got real. It was like, oh my God, the prick stories started coming out and it was so much fun. Everybody just, it, the whole thing was beautiful. And and uh, I think I actually have some recordings of it somewhere, but who knows, it's, it doesn't matter. I just, so anyway, um, inevitably I'll bump into someone that knew my father well and me well and knew our experience together and they'll say effectively what they say is you earned that inheritance <laughs> living with my father because <laughs> he could be a prick and he had a dark side and he was a mountain man to the core and i say that with complete love and obviously i can laugh about it but in regards to that i was thinking isn't that funny like people just think, oh my gosh, whatever you inherited, you deserved it, man. You earned it. And then I think about, I was like, that's funny. Thank you. And I did earn it. Yes, I did. It's an odd way to earn it, but I did. The other day I was saying, oh my gosh. So my father, I don't know, he passed away 10 years ago or whatever. But so just the other day I was thinking, oh my gosh, there's all sorts of people that had asshole fathers. <laughs> that earned inheritance, but didn't get shit. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it is 
life is a life is a funny son of a gun. You gotta love life and the beauty of life. So anyway, now I get a report record podcasts, laugh about it, love my father. And all that he taught me, all that he taught me. I think it's weird as you get older too. And I, I don't know any of other people's experiences, but I see so much of the quirks that my father had in me. Like the way I talk, my facial expressions, especially now that so much of what we do is recorded or as I'm recording this episode, I can see myself on Zoom and then I can see the twitches that I have that he had. And it's just, there's no escaping it. There is no escaping it. So God bless Sandy Z and my mother. So I meant to talk about my mother. Yes, my mother. And before I talk about my mother, this is really funny. I had, it's been an interesting couple of days. A friend died. Glenn Miller passed away. Um, I had just done an interview with him, New Year's Day, a great interview. Glenn was a great guy, um, but the interviews there, go listen to it. But he just passed away from COVID on Friday. And this episode is not necessarily about that, but it obviously had an effect on me. Um, and then I got into a little spat with a good friend of mine who shall remain nameless, but I'm trying to sort through that, sort through the, how do I have boundaries with love thing? Like, and how shocking it can be for a friend if all of a sudden you decide to have a boundary where there was never boundaries before. And then how do I express that in a way where it's like, look, you're, it's so clear to me that we're both just, Still, you know, learning how to be humans, <laughs> accepting our humanness. I'll speak for me. And so how do I communicate my need for boundaries in certain times with a, without saying he's a prick or, or whatever, because he's not, right? It's like my perception. And in regards to that, I want support in what I'm doing, or I want people to be interested in what I'm doing with my podcast, with my, any, you know, lead magnets or or creations that i'm putting out on the web or what have you and so i want people to check that out so when my friend goes and checks it out and then he reports back to me and it doesn't his his he doesn't give me the support the way i want it it's just whatever i might have talked about this in a different episode doesn't matter but that because that's a, a fresh thought and i'm like dang like again i need to learn how to have these conversations with love and be open-minded when people are what feels like being critical, but maybe they're not when they are actually being supportive by going and looking and then reporting back or listening and reporting back. And so another great lesson in how do I have a loving, intelligent conversation and not take things personally when people are doing what I want them to do, which is explore my content content, and then give me and then interact with me about it. So 
thank you, Michael, yet again, for being a mirror of, I'm having some tea, it's so good, for being a mirror of, of my emotions and thoughts. And I have another idea around that. So I have a lot of opportunities to be on Zoom meetings of all sorts and hearing other people share. And so uh, another associate shared on a meeting and what I heard him say or what I saw was a lack of compassion for other people and uh, a righteous ideal about his path in life versus somebody else's. And I thought, you're a son of a bitch. You're a son bitch. Like that was not compassionate. You are not being open-minded to the person you're talking about. And I did not see what he said as loving or compassionate or all these things. And I saw what he said as judgmental, things like that. And it really got me thinking because as I said in a previous episode, I am all in on this idea that if you spot it, you got it. What you spot in somebody else is just a mirror. It's just a mirror. And so I was like, damn it. He is just a mirror for my own actions, thoughts, and ideals. And so I'm like, all right, like the fact that I'm judging the judger, a warning sign. But really my thought was, well, that's part of the thought. The other thought was if, so first I think, yes, when I talk oftentimes, my supposed enlightenment enlightenment or how I think I'm enlightened relative to you is judgmental, judgmental, I just bit my tongue, judgmental. Um, or there's a lot of different ways to say it. Um, let me see if I can say that another way. Oftentimes the way I speak about the new awareness that I have is judgy <laughs> or implies that, I don't know, that's what I feel like. I feel like I'm like, holy crap, like it's probably really the thought what I had was I'm better off just keeping my mouth shut a lot <laughs> because turns out I probably more than I'm aware speak judgmentally speak without compassion I will tell you though that I do hear from here here I'll get I'll, I'll defend myself or or shine a better light on myself I do hear from people a lot that I'm a great listener that I'm empathetic all these things so for those of you are that are new to the Misha experience I don't want to give the impression that I'm out there just, just, uh, slinging judgment and being uncompassionate. That's not true. But I have my moments where I'm like, huh, the mirror of, of how I still can be judgy and 
not compassionate and things like that. So, which led me to my next thought, which is this. Once that is stripped away from me, and I, if I am a more loving state, what I have heard of what he said as loving, what I have heard him say, what I've heard it as more compassionate, which is a great, great thought. Four people, a hundred people listening to the same person. I hear me, Misha hears him as, gosh, he was being judgmental. He, judgmental. he was shredding the other person that he was referencing. But that's because that still is in me. I still have the capacity to be judgy like that, to be, to question other people's paths, to see my path as more righteous, or I'm doing my path better than that person is doing their path. And this was specifically in regards to this guy was like, hey, I'm on this spiritual program that has a certain path. And his brother was on a spiritual program that had a different path, but that his brother was doing a shitty job on his path in this spiritual program. <laughs> but this dude felt super righteous about the approach to his program. And there's so much irony in all of that. <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> so truly, if somebody's just a reflection of our own thoughts, thought process, our own baggage, that means that somebody who was in a beautiful, loving, more compassionate state in that moment heard that person as being loving and compassionate. And how awesome of a thought is that? I'm going to move on from that thought and get back to my mother. Because that's what this was supposedly about. So my mother and me being excited about having a piece of a ponytail <laughs> verging on a man bun, becoming the person I never wanted to be. How much shit have I talked I've, I've dropped some swear words in this episode. That's good fun. I do swear now and then. I have my days, my moments. Um, but it's in fun. Um, how much <laughs> smack have I talked about man, man bun guy? <laughs> As I head towards that at a high rate of speed. <laughs> I freaking love that. So anyway, my mother, I used to love how she would talk to me or tell me the story of how I loved the, when I was young, my, this one particular teacher who had a ponytail and I was fascinated by it. And so I think since a couple things, obviously that's in my subconscious being fascinated by and enjoying a ponytail and which sounds weird saying it like that, but but that also that it's it's such a sweet memory of my mother and how perhaps wanting to achieve a ponytail will will sort of i don't know uh internalize that that beautiful thought that memory so 
Holy mackerel. I'm not sure what thought loop I started with on this episode originally. Oh, there was one last thought, which I think I may have addressed or didn't, but I'm, I'm going to get to it now. It was a wild couple of days. Friend died. Fight with, uh, or a tiff with my buddy and the way he was supporting me. And uh, not in a space of creating content. And so again, the being gripped by fear of like, I am never going to be able to record another episode. And all of a sudden, I've recorded four. Now, the value of these episodes could be argued. But the reality is there is unlimited content. What am I willing to talk about? How vulnerable am I be willing am I willing to be? I'll end with this thought. I'm trying to figure out how to clean my side of the street with the tiff with my friend. I'm trying to see the full nature of my wrongs while at the same time embrace the course in miracles where there's nothing to forgive. Good day. Thank you, thank you, thank you for spending time with me today. As someone who is committed to growth and service to this world, I so appreciate your willingness to come with me, go within, and serve our world through change. If you found value in this podcast and you know someone who can use this message, share this episode with them. Share it so our mission can be achieved one episode at a time. And of course, subscribe so you can hear more. And lastly, for more resources on what has helped me on my journey and can help you on yours, go to belove.media forward slash resources. That's B-E-L-O-V-E dot media forward slash resources. Thank you again for listening.